2: Hi guys, well from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast, I'm Frank Feldman, I'm Dan Beecher, and coming up today, Mormons, here's the thing, Uh, we talk about Mormonism a lot, it's where we came from, Uh, y'all are fascinated, we know you are, we're fascinated, and we were in the whole thing, you're listening to us, Uh, but uh, Frank used a term earlier, uh, that I glommed onto, which is he called Mormonism an ancestry cult. Yeah, and boom, <laughs> we had a subject. Yeah, because let me tell you something. Uh, they do like their ancestors. It's, yeah, I mean you might as well be in an, in Mulan at this point. You Borderline might, this, worship. It is. It is. It There's it, definitely a
3: fetish fetishizing. Yeah of the whole thing. They
2: like to talk about their, you know, the fact that they're Christians and they, you know, they want to point out all the crossover between them sure. and mainstream Christianity. But you know Whatever. what? Whatever. This is, is a, fine. this is this is like Buddhism crossover here. This is like yeah. Some Zen stuff this, with the this, with the ancestry worship. This is
3: where they get uh they dip it into some uh, strange territory.
2: Yeah. For, so we're uh, we're going to talk about all that towards towards the end of the program. Yeah. Uh so, you have that to look forward to. Indeed. And speaking of
3: Christians. Oh, yeah. I do speak of Christians all um, the time. Apparently, yeah. according to a new poll that came out not so long ago, you love a good uh, that poll. was conducted by the Washington Post and the Kaiser Family Foundation. Sure. Uh, in which they asked six, uh, 1,686 American adults a simple question. And I want to know where you land on this question, okay. Dan. Um are you more likely, when thinking about poverty and the roots of poverty, mm. do you think that the cause of po- that that one person's poverty is due to their lack of work, their lack of effort, or are you more likely to blame, basically, the the, the circumstances?
2: Uh, I think it is a lack of moral character.
3: <laughs> That's not. There is no C, Dan. <laughs>
2: This is A or B. Uh, I I am definitely a a, uh, a person who who believes that people probably don't choose poverty most of the time, right? And and circumstances have left them have have put them put most people in a, who are poverty stricken.
3: So circumstances outside their control,
2: indeed. Yeah. Yeah, indeed, yeah, indeed, yeah. And those circumstances may be personal circumstances, yeah. like they're like you know like uh, a, a personal disability or something like that. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I would say I would say most people uh, that that if, if you have the capacity to uh-huh. make yourself uh, to bring yourself out of poverty, right,
3: you you would. And uh, this uh, this answer to to that question, uh-huh. and your answer to that question, yes, is uh, not surprising, right? Because this poll found that Christians are twice as likely as basically non Christians uh, to blame a person's poverty on lack of effort, right um and this has actual like um theological um basis basis yeah um like if you look at um basically even just like the story of the garden garden of eden sure right uh there was no poverty in the garden of eden we we live in (laughs) no we we and and so we live in a fallen world Mm. right um and so there is poverty Right, and so the, the and so this this article is talking about how, um, the, yeah, sort of the unwillingness to work, bad financial decisions, blah 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 blah. That's right. all to be blamed upon the person. Right. Yeah. Because because, because Christianity's because personal responsibility. Because that
2: person was sitting in their home, deciding between uh, choice A and choice B, and they're like, "Well, choice A will lead me out of poverty, <laughs> but choice B." Will keep me in it.
4: Hmm. I feel like B.
2: <laughs> Is that weird? I feel like it's more fun mm-hmm.
3: if I stay in misery. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That feels right. Do you know what I was thinking about doing this afternoon? <laughs> I was thinking about being poor. You know it would be fun? I think I want to be poor.
2: You know, all those poor, all those sad sacks who have their power on all the time, who are like, who never wonder where their next meal is coming from, what are they doing with themselves? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I know. Morons. Ugh. I'm going to choose poverty.
3: Poverty. It's, it's great. <laughs> it's great. No, um, and then, of course, they found other things. Uh, Democrats, of course. Um seventy-two percent blame circumstances uh versus Republicans, which are uh at only thirty-two percent which are willing to blame circumstances. Right. Uh with sixty-three percent blaming lack of effort. Um they found, of course, uh atheists. That's are, us. That's us. Um atheists agnostic or no particular affiliation, uh say more than two to one uh that it's uh, uh the circumstances to blame yeah not lack of effort now this is really it's it's weird how these these perceptions of world of of the world that we live in are so colored by these other like yeah mindsets right like why is the fact that i no longer believe the whole christianity thing did I fall into this other camp? Well, the, I mean, the rel- I religious- grew up with that kind of
2: mentality. Right. You know, it, the religious line is really interesting to me because at once they believe in Jesus and Jesus said things like, give everything you have to the poor people. Jesus said that. Right. Which would lead one to believe that it's not like the, the poor people aren't choosing this. Your charity uh, is good. But then there's this whole hard line that so many uh, conservative Christians take, right? Uh, which is about like pulling your pull up your pull yourself up by them bootstraps. That's what God give them to you for, and you know make sure that. And you know I don't want my money going to support that welfare queen. Blah blah blah. Right. And it's just like what about uh what about that compassion that, that Jesus was talking about? You remember that Jesus guy? Right. You, that's your guy. You guys are supposed to
3: like that guy, not me. Well, first of all, I object to being called a queen. <laughs> so you're not on welfare. That's a problem. You're you're you don't even qualify for that. <laughs> but uh, no, it's out of the verse in Thessalonians. I guess there's a verse in Thessalonians that says, oh. "Quote the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat." And so this is where Christians are uh-huh. able to like really, like they can ignore Jesus on all this stuff. Right. Because they've, they've got Paul. other stuff. Yeah. Oh. Is it Paul that wrote to the
2: Thessalonians? Yeah, no. I'm sure
3: that's who Who would know. That's a Pauline epistle, right? There's no, there's really no way of knowing. There's yet. no way of knowing. And so <laughs> you can't, you can't know these things. And so you have to act on faith. Um, you know, ignore what Jesus had to say. Yeah. That's, that's usually the Christian way. Yeah. They ignore all the, the 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 Christ teachings. Yeah, thing. The, the red letters Listen in to the Bible. His followers right. and how they,
2: what they had to say, because they were more rules based, and rules are easier. Okay. Like
3: like just just pronouncements. Those right. are tricky. I am the fullness of whatever. Right, the law. Whatever he said. No, no. So what does that mean, Jesus? Good god man jesus that would mean that the ten commandments don't apply anymore love thy neighbor as thyself Yuck. what the fuck is
2: wrong with you have you met my neighbor she's a bitch i'm not gonna love her. she is a
3: sweet old woman dan <laughs> that's you, not nice you don't even know you what if she heard this dan you, you don't know her what if she's an avid listener dan it's, then she
2: wouldn't be so much of a cunt to me
3: <laughs>
2: wow okay <laughs> Things, things just got a little heated. <laughs>
3: I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna step that one back a little bit. Uh, let's just move on. She's a dear, on. dear, dear woman. She's not. She's a horrible person, but that's okay. She's she's nice to your face. Um, I <laughs> I'm gonna move on. Let's move on. Sure. I, I'm gonna move on to uh, to the Vatican, where Pope Franny. Who is also nice to your face, and then a bitch behind your back? Shush! Really? Yeah. Based on what? I don't buy it. Uh, well, so like, how just, dare you? You'll recall just a little while ago, uh, he had some. He he actually said something about how the church should apologize to gay people uh, because the church had been so mean to gay people. So that seemed like a that seemed yeah. like a promising thing. Yeah. Uh, well, most recent uh thing is uh, he has basically said. That uh, he says today in schools they are teaching this to children to children that everyone can choose their gender, and it's terrible. He says the he said it is terrible. This whole trans thing—it's
3: the worst thing in the world. Right, he said he was wait a sec, wait a sec. There's just a semantic thing here or a wording phrasing thing here choosing gender well i th- i thought that people feel that like the that gen- they've always been a specific gender or well perhaps oh they they they're not choosing like even like somebody who might be gender fluid and kind of wait, moves from one to the other wait they're not choosing in that moment they're, are you
2: accusing the pope of not being super duper up to date on what we believe what what is now known
3: about i just gender? think he's being a little disingenuous that's all <laughs>
2: I think he's being the Pope. He said he was, here's the thing, he said he was talking to his predecessor, Pope Benedict. Oh. Which is not something a Pope should be able to do. I bet some have thought they were. Yeah, that may be the case. Anyway, he said, quote, speaking with Pope Benedict, who who is well and has a clear mind, he was telling me, holiness, this is the epic of sin against God the creator. He's intelligent. God created man and woman. God created the world this way, this way, this way, and we are doing the opposite. Hmm. Wow. So two cisgendered men have decided for the rest of us that uh the gender is, is innate and bestowed upon us by God. Right. And if you got a pee pee, you're a boy. Well, the, and if you got a hoo-hoo, you're a girl, and that's how Jesus wants it. End of story. That's the end of it. Full stop. There are no other questions that come into this uh, conversation. So shut up. Done. It's the end. Uh, God is intelligent, and if God and, and and if God created people who have a genetic code that looks a little different than mine, that's not true. God's too intelligent for that mmm there's no intersex people oh
3: there's no trans people Dear god no there's none of that stuff this whole thing only works if there's a binary it's, it's there a- must be a binary that's right and you stay on your side well think about it ones are ones god, zeros are zeros <laughs> god created the
2: heavens and the earth the light and the dark it's all it's all just one thing in opposition to another thing right always always
3: yin and yang dan and, believe me i am in opposition to women they're the worst i th- i love the fact that these two men go around calling each other your holiness oh your holiness oh yeah hello good afternoon your holiness yeah oh, exactly. your holiness i didn't see you there oh yeah <laughs> It's
2: just yeah i want to see a meeting between the like those two just sort of bump into each other in the hallway <laughs> i want to just see what that looks
3: like <laughs> holiness holiness yeah you're you're your royal holiness, your, Hey, holiness. I got something to say about these trans people, <laughs> Benny, Frankie. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Um, you've heard about the drive through church,
2: right? Oh, there's all kinds of things, but, but yes, it was, yeah. yeah. I remember there being a, yeah, Like
3: you just get a prayer. Sure. Just yeah. Pull up for a quick prayer. Yeah. Well, not to be outdone by the Christians. Oh, these no. Christians are, innovators in (laughs) these in this sort of there's one thing we can give them right they are just (laughs) they're always coming up with new ways of reaching the masses Mm. Uh, well there's something new in cairo what in the metro in one of the metro stations a booth has popped up with clerics (laughs) uh from a certain yeah uh institute the al-azhar institute um, which is the Sunni Muslim world's uh, foremost religious institution? Okay. okay. Uh, they are staffing this booth to be able to answer uh, questions and to be able to issue fatwas. Oh, good. You know, it, let me tell <laughs> you something. Stations.
2: For the for the busy Cairo commuter <laughs> who doesn't have time to necessarily go to a mosque and go through all the rigmarole of getting your normal fatwa. <laughs> what you need to do, you need fatwa on the go. Yes. You get off your train, you pop in real quick. Hey, yeah. hey Imam, I got I got zero time. I need a couple quick fatwas. What do you got for me? Right. And they'll just they'll just hand a couple out. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Uh and you're on your way. Maybe get your shoe shined while it's happening.
3: Yeah. You just it's it's a one-stop shop. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, maybe we should clarify what the word uh, fatwa means. Sure. Why don't because you do that? You, you just ran with
2: it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we all know what it means. It means the fatwa. It means, uh,
3: killing Christians. I'm pretty sure that's what it means. Apparently it means advice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um uh, but it, it has a scary, uh, Arabic sound to it. Yeah. And so, well, it, and it's linked, it's linked with the word jihad, which also doesn't mean what we think yeah. it means. Yeah, that's true. Would you like a side of jihad with your fatwa? Ooh. Would you like to biggie size your fatwa? I dip my, I like to dip my fatwa
2: in my jihad. Is that, is that gauche? (laughs) Would you like to jihad size your fatwa? (laughs) You know what? I, I haven't eaten anything all day.
3: Yeah. supersize that. I need, (laughs) I need it. I'd like that Allah size. Could you you Allah size that? Muhammad Uh, size. Uh, Akbar, something or other. Yeah, that's right.
2: I'd like a. Would you like a sight of Akbar?
3: Of Allah Akbar. <laughs> well, nonetheless, uh, not everybody's happy about it, of course. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, amongst get, get which, with the, of course, get with the times, people. Your Copts aren't happy. The Coptic Christians, yeah, the, they uh, can't be happy with just about anything in Egypt.
2: Oh God, I I, I just feel for these. You people. know, I. All of the American Christians can shut the fuck up. Yeah. But the cops they're really getting shit all oh, over. Yeah. So I, I'm okay with that. Like if any time a Coptic Christian is like persecution like, I'm being persecuted, I'm Yes, you are, sir. Why indeed. You have uh you have <laughs> rightly said. And well, then the second someone in Egypt goes, I'm being persecuted, some fucking dill hole in america goes see christians are being persecuted all over the world and it's like
3: no there right only there that place where they're surrounded yeah
2: maybe indonesia uh, or something but not not you right you have to shut up now
3: yeah uh yeah uh so there's a quote from uh, a, a 24 year old coptic christian by the name of beshoy mikhail uh this is not the place at all i'm completely against the idea okay. <laughs> um then and then of course you know al azhar uh apparently they're i mean it's a really powerful institution yeah they've got like all the you know legitimacy of and they're know, in being... a country
2: that is a hundred percent behind them
3: right exactly Uh so you know they're they They don't really see the problem they're planning more of these mm. they're planning uh more metro stations and pretty much just anywhere sure they they want to see these pop up all over the place of and course it, they it's do. sort of the example like because i guess you know like sometimes you need some advice right right and that's that's what this is they i guess they don't have deer abbey right in it's... in egypt sure uh so you you have you, to go you, find a, you meet an imam you
2: you know you're on the train you meet a Copt on the train and you're like do i kill him? I don't even know if I kill him or not. <laughs> or is it more of a stony. And is it, this I mean, do I get everybody I... on the train involved in this or do I just leave him I'm like I don't even know what to do. You know what? Next stop I'm getting off. I'm going to go get some some fatwa. Yeah. I'm going to fatwa it up. <laughs> At which point the will the imam there will very calmly tell and very wisely tell you, "No, you needed to beat up that Christian if you see him again." Yeah. Poke him in the eye. Yeah. Like we do, you are Musliming wrong. You, yeah, do it better <laughs> now. Go say three Hail
3: Mohammeds and one Our Allah. I'm pretty sure they don't do that. I, I think they Mir- will, uh, <laughs> Hail Mary, right? Isn't that is it Hail Mary? Yeah, yeah, they, they believe in Mary. Well, they believe in Miriam, Jesus. you know, yeah. and Jesus too. Yeah, and anyway. there's really not that much difference. no, between a, uh. Good thing between them and, and us. They're just like us. It's a good thing that there's
2: not much difference because then there would be fighting. If there was a if there was much difference between Islam oh, no. and the Christians, well, they, never, they'd like, probably they'd probably be fighting. The two worlds would never get along. But since they're so close together, they don't ever do that. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's really lucky. It's good. It's fortuitous. It is good. I'm gonna take us to the far off land of here in utah oh. i don't know if you've been to here huh. but here you are yeah uh where a new uh legislative position has been filled uh, oh good. uh there will be a new a new person who's in charge of basically uh writing laws uh that's wonderful part uh the uh it's good news we've had bad laws in the past we have bad bad laws um the legislator's office that, that drafts the laws, so uh-huh. make sure
3: that the writing, you know, does the writing of the laws and all that sure. stuff. Sure, so so like a legislator has an idea, hey, I want to target this group of people. <laughs> right, I want to uh, make somebody's how, life miserable. How
2: do I do that? I wanna, people are still drinking alcohol. Uh, we need to draft a new law <laughs> to make it more annoying, not to ban it, just no. to make it
3: that much more. annoying. They don't annoying. want to lose the revenue stream.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but just, I need to poke them in the ribs a little bit. Yeah. Uh. Well. The so the new the new head of that has been hired a man named uh, John Q. Cannon. Um, okay. Uh, what What does that name say to you? Well, here's the thing. Many of our listeners, that name will just be a name. But I'm guessing that it just conjures something for you. Well,
3: there's uh, what was it, George Q. Cannon, right? Wasn't it George, who was a a, a, who was one of the early Mormon Mormon apostle? Apostle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's uh, just south of here, Dan. um, How many blocks south? Like 20 blocks south of here is the uh, Cannon Estate. Oh, yeah, on uh, California Avenue. Oh, oh, right there. Sure, sure. You know. Well, uh,
2: so the name Cannon. Probably, especially with the middle initial just thrown the in there, Q is it the makes it feel
3: super duper Mormon, right? It's a very prominent Mormon name. Yeah. Uh,
2: he, this man, not only is he LDS, which, I mean, that's no big deal. Almost everybody on the Hill is LDS because sure. there's so many LDS people here in the state. He was also one of the two uh, lobbyists that the church hired to send into uh, to the legislature. Oh. On a regular basis, so oh.
3: he is. Oh, well, so, oh, so he's familiar <clears throat> with the process. Oh yes,
2: <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Uh, he. Well, that could that could serve him well. He's a yeah. The office of do a legislative really job, research in. and and general counsel. Um, basically, here is the deal: the the LDS Church, and you know, one LDS or one former Utah lit, l- legislator. Uh, I don't know who it was. Yeah, this is but this is recent. Just this is he just came out with this statement uh, based on this appointment of of Cannon to so, to this uh, thing. Yeah. He basically said because Cannon had made a statement about like you'd be surprised at how little the LDS Church, uh, how little lobbying the LDS Church actually does. Right. Which you might be surprised by considering how much power they wield. Right. But here's the thing it's not that the that the legis- or the, the lobbyists are doing are are wielding much power. It's that one whisper happens to one legislator or three legislators who are top dudes and they just disseminate the orders of the church to the other uh, LDS lawmakers, lawmakers who are LDS yeah. regardless of party affiliation. Jesus Christ. And it just happens. Right. No, and these lobbyists don't go through channels. They don't, they don't, you know, they don't sit down and, um, and, and give testimony at hearings, uh, about laws or whatever. They don't need to. Right. So anyway, this guy who was one of those guys, uh, is now, is now in charge of, uh, of, of a pretty high up position. Now that's not a bad thing. It was probably always going to be a Mormon anyway. it was right. I mean and and he's not making the laws, he's just drafting the laws sure but
3: uh, the, the, I mean it just to me, it feels like this does, it's a more efficient way of running the whole thing for the you know, <laughs> right for, for the church, because like they've cut out the middleman right, it's so annoying like it's so annoying to have to have all of
2: those phone calls, yeah, to find out what the church wants you to do before you do it. Yeah, call now, the,
3: call the guy who writes the laws. Just, and just, just tell him what you want.
2: He'll probably just send you some stuff without you even asking for probably. it. Probably He'll probably, he'll just yeah. show up on your desk. Oh, oh,
3: I'm sponsoring this? Cool. And then, and then. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> A little post-it that says, you know, from the first presidency. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, he'll, he'll probably just walk down the street
2: to the church office building every day. Yeah. Just be like, from, from the state capitol building, which is, what, a three block walk? Roughly that. And, and just uh, and just say, hey, uh,
3: anything for me today? Okay, <laughs> bye. That's so gross. No, uh, yeah, uh, Urquhart, oh. I think, was, or something like that. He mm. was a, a, sen- a state senator. Mm. He's the one you're thinking of that kind of was like, um, yeah, I watched this process plenty of times. <laughs> and, like, they, uh, um, I think he was calling back to some of the anti- uh l g b t stuff that they did right right well he also
2: mentioned uh yeah no, he did he mentioned some 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 l- so he was doing he made he did some pro l g b t legislation uh-huh. which was squashed right, and then later magically reappeared, but from the church only because the church gave their say so right gave their okay right, and it was just the housing protection stuff right, yeah, the church needed some some positive publicity from some non yeah. uh mormons and so that's
3: that's what they did. Yeah. Was it Steve or Quart? Was that the something like that? Some, some something along those lines. I read this that article earlier this week. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really know. Uh all right. Um Dan. Yes. There uh there was a, a a search for a missing person in uh California this last week. Mm. Um a, uh, a kindergarten teacher from Modesto, California had gone missing. Oh dear. Uh, and, uh, so big man hunt, you know, woman hunt, woman hunt, search. Yeah. Missing person search. All sure. the, all the words went, you know, went spread across the land that they're looking for. Um, well they found her. She's safe. Uh, now, um, she suffers from bipolar disorder. Oh dear. And apparently, uh, had been, you know, very stable for, for some time. Okay. And, but she stopped taking her medicine. Oh. Which is not always a wise thing to do. That sounds like a very bad idea. Uh, but it wasn't really her idea. Oh, okay. She got some fatwa, apparently, from (laughs) a, uh... Or advice if you weren't listening to the last segment, two segments ago. Um, the uh her pastor uh, or a pastor and his wife told her that pills lead to demons.
2: Oh. And so that she
3: should probably stop taking them. So she so. was off her meds for about six months. Oh Jesus. And uh they ended up finding her out in like a cattle field. Um really just really just sad. Really sad. She thought she was a cow. Yeah. That's really sad. She was trying to get to Yosemite, but was like, kind of went the wrong direction, I guess. Yeah, um, and is uh, being treated in Fresno, and will be. Good lord! Return to Modesto at some point, but um, if not already. Uh, but yeah, this whole pills, Dan. They're they're gonna get you demons. Well, you can put demons in you. Clearly, that was great advice because things worked out so well for her. Yeah, it seems like uh, <laughs> the lack of pills released her demons yeah, more than anything. Yeah, it seems like if pills were keeping the demons at bay.
2: Yeah, if there if there is a relationship between her pills and her demons, uh, they went the other direction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it's just so sad. Oh my god! Like, uh... ladies and gentlemen, uh, just as we would, uh, you know, admonish you never to take medical advice from us. Certainly don't take medical advice from a pastor. Oh, dear god, no. Um, unless they're a doctor, I suppose. But pro- probably
3: I'd still steer clear.
2: Yeah. Just just go find yourself a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, pastors anyway, no matter how you look at it, a pastor's the wrong person to get your yeah. medical advice from. Yeah. Uh go instead of a pastor, go to someone who knows what they're talking about like the scientologists. Oh yeah, they're they're hundred percent on 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 point when it well, comes to your medicines. Uh
3: Scientologist, yeah, c- cyan. Cyan. It's got cyan, cyan. science, science, science right in it. Yeah, scientist.
2: Yeah, you just take out the allo, and then you've got scientist. Yeah,
3: scientology. <clears throat> they study science. Yeah, doy, obviously.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna move on. Some uh, good news? Question mark. In the world? Uh, Sure. Good-ish news, but better than bad news. Um, The first Anglican gay marriage in Britain has occurred.
3: Really? Isn't that delightful? This seems like... Are you sure that's a headline from right now? Yeah. You thought thought that happened a long time ago? I would have assumed if you'd asked me. No, 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 no,
2: no. The Church of England uh, only just recently. The Church of England in Great Britain has only just been okay. The most English of all. Of all, right. This did not happen in England. This happened in Scotland. I will say the the most British of all the E's. Yeah, indeed. Uh, And also, by the way, nobody involved in this ritual. Seems to have been uh, British. Uh, well, maybe I don't know. The Reverend was Marcus Dunskofer, um which is a traditional Scottish name. I'm pretty sure.
3: Well, the Scots are British.
2: Well, yeah, but I'm saying that that's a German name.
3: Oh, okay, okay, okay. You Sorry. with me? Dunscolfer with. Well, a, but you told you me that it was a mouth? traditional Scottish name, and yeah. who, who who am I to <laughs> to argue? To argue? Okay, that no. sounded very <clears throat> Scottish to me uh is a
2: is not a Scottish name that I'm aware of. Okay, okay. Um, well, don't and, tell me that it is. And apparently, <laughs> pull the rug out from under me. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were listening.
3: Um, only, only the
2: minimal required only, amount. Only a cursory, just, like just so <laughs> barely anything. could glance off of you at this point. Uh, and apparently the two people who, who who married each other were an American couple with, with some Scottish roots, some Scottish connections, uh, who had been together for 24 years. Anyway, uh, they had a nice, small, religious affair. Okay. They were, they were not up for—this was not the gay weddings that you hear so much about with fanciness and, I yeah. don't know, drag. I don't know what—I've never—I've been to a couple gay weddings. None of them have ever been— no. These amazing huge fancy things. Not at all. No, they're just they're just weddings. Lovely intimate affairs. Uh well, the, one Taste of them Tastefully adorned. I I did go to one that was so not intimate because I mean it was it was the uh the kitchen. It was Derek Uh-oh. Kitchen and and Moody yeah. and
3: they got married in a a giant center. Giant Gallivan Center. Oh, okay. It was huge. And I guess they're not always tasteful affairs. No I'm thinking of a lesbian wedding I went to a number of <laughs> years ago. Anyway. Uh so yeah, the uh the in
2: June, the Scottish Episcopal Church, which is part of the Anglican Communion, announced that it was allowing gay marriages. So like this is still I mean, we're not even I don't even think we've made it to England yet, have we? I'm not sure. Here's the thing. The 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 uh the Anglican communion, the uh-huh. large overarching thing, is in trouble because there is a rift. A schism? A, sh- a schism. It's not quite a it, They haven't skizzed yet. Okay. They're just rifting currently. Rift. Okay. Uh, over the homosexuality thing. And it looks like it's only going to get worse. Uh, so you know, ch- you, you got all of Africa.
3: Right. F- Foursquare against it. Right. So the rift is trending towards schism maybe Currently. maybe i mean uh these 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 uh, f- But how when you skies away from the <laughs> the, the c of e when yeah uh, it should just be the c of A. what are you the c of now. they should just
2: they should just turn into the 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 church of africa forget forget england where where are they hanging on to this i don't know the c of e was Invented because they wanted to like create something new in
3: opposition to the Pope. So the spirit of the whole thing, yeah. just be skies away. You have you
2: have a tradition already in place. Just do it, right? Just break off. All right, but uh, but the the see of e, the the Archbishop of Canterbury doesn't want that. He's trying desperately to hold on to everybody. Let it go, man. I don't think that's gonna happen, dude. Just just Quit uh pushing
3: your gay agenda. Just embrace the gays and, and maybe all the homophobes will stick around. You right? Know? Or I mean come on.
2: <clears throat> yeah. It's not hard. Just come out with a statement that is unequivocally gays are fine, stop being a dick. And see what happens. What would what boy wouldn't that be revolutionary? Line in the sand. Yeah. Just Just do it. Anyway. This far and no further. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or something uh, Ladies and gentlemen If you have anything you'd like to write in t- To say to us uh, about any of these things Or anything else Please feel free to do so You can write to us Podcast at ThankGodImAtheist.com
3: Or Call and leave us a voicemail message mm, The telephone number is 424-666-8442 Yeah Hey, go to the
2: Facebook page Facebook.com slash Atheist And click the like button there
3: And While you're there Search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group, but we'll let you in. Because we're nice like that. So, Dan. Yes, sir. Um... You're familiar with the president of these United States, correct? I, I'm, I try not to be. <laughs> I uh, I try to have amnesia
2: on a daily basis to, to block out the information yeah. about who's president currently.
3: <laughs> well, the evangelicals are in the most strange love affair with him. Yeah. At the moment. They're, they're taking it to new extremes. And this is actually a clip from a few months ago that we missed. Oh. Um, but um, I thought it was worthy of our attention today okay so this is the jim baker show Gotta and love he's got Jay Bake. he's got <laughs> he's got uh of course a batshit crazy guest he who does has- that he
2: loves to have uh somebody come on who's just gonna say something
3: completely off the the grid yeah and so this guy has something to say about trump
1: this is our time of the church. This is the great outpouring. I yeah. believe it with all of my heart. This book, Final Fire, we're there, folks. Amen. We are in the final days. I believe you're going to hear more talk about the 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 the, the, the great. The, uh, temple being built in Israel. Do you ever do you believe that at all? I I didn't ask you ahead well, of time, so maybe.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, certainly. And there's a push for that. And did you notice that one of the very first things when Trump was elected, the uh, the rabbis in Israel calling on him and Putin to use their international clout. To do what? To rebuild the temple. Don't think this can't happen. I think impetus is on our side right now. I think we're moving towards mm-hmm. a moment. And the rabbi is over there, some of what the mystical rabbis are saying is very, very curious right now.
1: Mm. Are, can, I, wow. can, we, can, we, can we find out right won't now? Will we just go? Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to know. They, well, I know my audience. They, yeah. <laughs> so look,
0: I, and there's so many of these articles. We've been running them at Skywatch TV almost every week right now. Uh, And so I only brought a couple of them with me. This one, Trump upset victory divinely sent to begin messianic uh, process, say, Israeli rabbis, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And this one, ancient secret of Daniel 70 weeks predicts end of days will come this year in 5777, which started in October last month in the Jewish calendar year and will be done by September of the coming year. So. Uh, and that, and by the way, that was Rabbi uh, uh, Mir Horowitz 300 years ago, working on Daniel's uh, time, time, and half a time. And he wow. set a date. He set a date 300 years ago. He said, this will all happen. The Messiah will arrive. The end times will begin in the Jewish calendar year, 5777. The rabbis have held that dear to them since then. What What is that? That's 2016 to 2017. Messiah will arrive. Now... They're looking at Donald Trump. One of the rabbis illustrated how his name in the gematria, the numerology of his name, actually means Messiah. Uh-huh. Now, there's some weird stuff here that's going on. So, so.
3: <laughs> Donald Trump, eh? A,
2: A. As, as Messiah. Now, someone, at some point, you'd think that they'd point out to this guy that he's not Jewish. <laughs> because... Does uh, the Messiah have to be Jewish? Well, no, I'm saying point out to the guy who was talking, whoever this nutball is. Right, I don't know his name. All he's doing is quoting all of these rabbis and all of their predictions and stuff.
3: You know you're Christian, right? I know, that's weird. You know that that's not what you believe in. You believe in Christian people. Right, but when, when the rabbis <laughs> serve his, uh, his... Serve his turn. Yeah, his Yo, leads, yeah, right? He's, he's fine with it. I'm pretty so sure. My guess is not... Many people on that stage uh, really like Jews. No. I, I bet they've all said some pretty nasty things about... But no. He, here's where here's where it all gets mussy. Because <laughs> it all gets a little bit mussy. Okay. Okay.
2: Because, like, they love Jews. No, they don't.
3: Until Jesus comes again. They love and Jews then it's like- until there's... Like actually, something really Jewish happening, right. right?
2: Yeah, until something Jewy actually goes on, until right. until or like until the Jews actually don't say like if Jesus comes back, they'll be like, okay, Jews, you had your time.
3: Uh, here's Jesus. Give us all of Jerusalem now. Right, that belongs to us. Now. Well, and if they ever actually met one of these rabbis, as soon as the rabbi leaves the room, guaranteed they're like. <laughs> I don't know, man, funny little man, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean, like, sure I don't want to project too much onto them of like how anti-Semitic I think they really probably are, but they love- they they just have this fanaticism of like, I feel like they love f- the fetish of they do fetishize, Ju- yeah.
2: like Judaism as a concept, they yeah. they just love it, and I love that they're like, oh, well, I mean, obviously, anyone who goes so far as to declare Donald Trump the messiah yeah. has done something truly remarkable <laughs> uh these guys are this guy <laughs> is amazing and uh surely right at the, at, the, at the end of Donald Trump's uh uh career as president uh, which i'm going to assume ends with him in jail but we don't know for sure <laughs> um at the end of his uh his presidency this guy will of course not back off of of his of his declaration that the messiah has come there's no there's no way
3: that he would just never mention that again well, what is this sort of sort of whistle away like okay so the 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 messiah <laughs> arrives and like rules everything right like isn't the messiah fixes the whole fixes things
2: or, or or and then there's a war i don't know like there's just no way that in eight years hopefully less than four years these guys are saying yep he was the messiah we were right there's just no way that they end up saying that no matter what happens there's no way so i kind of i love it when they say stuff like this because you just want to go back to them in just a few years it's the same thing as like going to them now and saying, was Obama really the Antichrist? I No, really? I,
3: I would love it if they glommed on <clears throat> to Donald Trump for real. Oh, yeah. And after he leaves office, he, they're still like, that was the Messiah. Help us, teacher. That was the Messiah <laughs> that we've been waiting for. <laughs> that was it. <clears throat> it. Yeah. It kind of, it, it wasn't exactly what we thought it was going to be or what we'd hoped for all this time. No, that's who it was. Yeah. And then Donald Trump goes down in history. There's a new book. There, yeah. The, the he's this the even newer testament. Yeah. That All, is... you know, it's uh the the the, the art of the deal. <laughs> it's like studied for for the next 2000 years. Oh my god. <laughs> I think so. I think we found it. I think <laughs> we uh I think we've really hit on things. And that ghostwriter of the Art of the Deal is just like, "Man, yeah, exactly. God, uh, that was that close. <laughs> Should have gotten a
2: a better deal. Oh, I oh, get it now. Fuck me. Oh, he did it. He did a better deal than I did. All right. <laughs> uh, we had some folks write into us, uh, including Barry, who wrote in and said, "Hey, Frank and Dan, wanted to touch on a couple points. Uh, first, uh, in regard to the Star Trek segment, uh, you'll recall, Frank, that uh, wait." We talked about an episode we of talked Star-, about Star Trek, the new Star Trek that can- that's coming out. And an actor said, oh, my God. And they cut and nah, said, know. you can't say God. I don't know anything about that. You, you were in the room when it happened. Uh, you made Star-, Star Trek. You've never heard of this. No, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. Nerd. Anyway. uh, Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, so, yes, they they don't allow the 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 big G word. On the set of Star Trek, because because it's an atheistic uh, future. Uh, But Barry says, I don't think that it would be odd to hear a phrase like, for God's sake, in a future godless world slash universe. I am long and far removed from Christianity, but I still find myself using phrases containing God. Example, oh my God, thank God, or bless you when someone sneezes. These become a part of our vernacular, and I don't see them going anywhere, even if God does. Second, I have a theory as to why atheists are more likely to believe in extraterrestrial life, ghosts, etc. You'll recall, Franklin, that we talked about uh, the fact that many people leave a religion Mm -hmm. and then suddenly start believing in other things, exactly like ghosts, etc. Right, right, right. Uh, When I was in the church, says Barry, and interested uh, in uh, interested about aliens. I was told the Bible never said God created other life so there was none. The same was true for ghosts uh as the Bible explains what happens when you, as the Bible explains what happens when you die. Maybe other Christian sects have a similar outlook. Then once you leave your religion, the restriction is no longer there and you're free to believe whatever you like about the universe. I think that that's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah, like you wanted to believe in aliens and ghosts before, yeah. And your uh, your your whatever your Jesus thumper,
3: thumping, uh, yeah. makes sense. Guy said said no. I have no problem with that. I do want to get back to this whole thing about God in the Star Trek universe. Yes, because I mean I think that you like would would people two hundred years three hundred years I think I think it's like three hundred years in the future um, in an atheist society not. Say any, make any reference to gods or whatever. Who can say? Who can say? But this is a representation of a godless universe. Right. So I think that's why it's important.
2: I think I, you know, to my mind, uh when I think about it, I think probably, I because he's right uh in that I still say "Oh my sure. God" or whatever. Yeah. As a matter of fact, what's funny is I never said "Oh my God" when I was a Mormon because there was a strict prohibition against right. that. Right. Uh, but I say it now, I say, God bless you. I say, I, I say, I specifically say, God bless you, not just bless you. Cause I find it funny when somebody sneezes, but you know, I, I say all of these phrases and they're, they're, they, they are, they're cultural much more than they are actually religious at this point, at least in our culture. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that, uh, I don't think they'd last long if God actually was evicted from, if, 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 if like our society became atheistic mm-hmm. I don't think that those I think those phrases will be replaced Yeah, over time that's a safe assumption
3: anyway I also have do you have something that's immediately connected to that because I have another response to sort of words that we've go yeah All right.
1: do it hey Frank and Dan listen to your show today uh, where you were talking about use of the word spiritual and uh, I'm an atheist my name's Carl I go by atheist engineer on Twitter and I've decided lately that I'm no longer going to Seed uh, those words to the religious community, um, I'll take them back and use them the way that they always did. So I count a spiritual experience as one where I feel connected uh, to a community. It's a good feeling. It's nothing magical. And, uh, and I feel the same way today about um, describing the character of Jesus. I refuse to say that just because somebody's Christian and I'm not, that they get to tell me what Jesus would want or who he is or what his values were because... I knew that character just as well as they do, and um, he's every, much, every bit as much my character as he is their character. So, anyway, it's just an interesting perspective. Thanks. Uh, love the show, guys. Bye.
2: Well, thanks, Carl. Yeah. Uh, for calling in, apparently you are a spiritual uh, Christian atheist.
3: <laughs> you are, you you like Jesus and spirituality. Wow. He's he's very specifically. Uh, calling Jesus a character, right? So you know, sure. Do you believe the Batman is real? Yes. Right. Oh, oh, I do. So you're a batmanologist I'm a I'm a batmologist. Batmologist. Um, no, I I I think it's interesting. I still
2: I still find a def the definition of spirituality to be something like connected
3: to a community. That's I find that spurious, Carl. <laughs> but- again though this was a little bit of the point that i was trying to make of like we can take these words right right that have a meaning that i think we can all kind of still still feel right um and take the part of it that works for us and continue using i mean who the fuck cares you know. Yeah, absolutely. I just I wish we I I don't know. The I wish word we had better words. I bet I wish we had new words. Yeah, but we don't. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know why we can't coin new words. Or just
2: go with like you know, if if you feel a connection to your fellow man in a moment, or if you feel a connection to nature in a moment, what's wrong with how I just phrased that? I feel a powerful connection to nature right now. Or I feel something I feel awestruck currently. Right. Why do we need the word spiritual? Why do why does a, a spirit have to come into anything?
3: I think there's a little bit of uh when communities take back words or take over mm. words, there's power in now controlling that word. And so I think if Carl feels like there's um an advantage for him using the word spiritual to describe these experiences and connections, then I think he he's 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 in control. He's in the driver's seat of the language that he's using in All a right. sense. Well, I'm going to take don't know. I'm going to take back the word Mormon.
2: <laughs> why not? I'm Mormon and it doesn't mean what they say it means. Why not? Well, because
3: it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> That's why not. <laughs> but if you have enough people on board with a thing, then you take it back. Well, maybe I just because don't know
2: that you need it back. I don't want the word Mormon uh, back. I don't want the word spiritual. I don't need it. Well, I have my don't. own stuff. People, Some people do. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. I, it's a weird thing. I have I have mixed feelings. I have mixed feelings. Half of it is like, yes, uh, you know what? You were you. This was a thing that was important to you for a long part of your life. Make it mean something new for you. Make it make it mean what you need it to mean. Right. The other part of
3: me is like, well, but, you know, move on. There's, it's new. It, You're in a different place. Right. But the word spiritual doesn't have an inherent connection to any one religious practice or whatever. Right. And so yeah. it is this word that's kind of just hanging out there. I don't know. Indeed. All right. Elise wrote
2: into us. Elise said, really enjoyed your discussion last week of how those who give up religious beliefs may turn to other irrational beliefs in a pursuit of something more than just being alive in an amazing natural universe and human-made world. Uh, this made me think of the Douglas Adams quote. quote. isn't it enough to see that a garden is beautiful without having to believe that there are fairies at the bottom of it, too? Oh, huh. I thought that that was a very... Uh, that, that, that is a lovely way of summing up where I'm coming from on that, Mm, on that issue, which is just, yeah, look at that gorgeous garden. You, I mean, why, why take a position on fairies one way or the other? Why not just realize that, you know, that there's a garden there for sure. Right. And appreciate that.
4: Yeah,
3: absolutely. Okay. I have another voicemail. Okay.
4: Hey, Frank and Dan, this is Garrett from Texas. Uh, you guys were talking about UFOs in the last episode, and Frank kept on saying that he believed that there are, you know, life out there somewhere, and Dan seemed to get kind of like hung up on that. And I, I, I understand kind of like where he is coming from, but I think a better way, at least how I have kind of accepted my beliefs on this subject, is that I'm kind, of, I, I would say that I'm convinced By the, I guess, mathematical fact of that, you know, there's so much like expansive universe out there. Um, I wouldn't. I think like belief is kind of like a a, the next proactive step. Um, And so I don't really have evidence to support the fact that I would believe that there's life out there. But I am, by by all the experts, what I've seen from experts, I, I would be convinced that life exists somewhere else out in the universe uh thanks a lot
2: bye thank you very much for the call being convinced versus believing that's an interesting distinction to make yeah is it a meaningful distinction it feels i mean if i'm fine with that i don't know i the wording irks me less i will say that i will say i don't know i'm feeling spiritual
3: about it right
2: (laughs) (laughs) now just take a nice spiritual position on it um, no, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, I get that there is reason, uh, the mathematic like I get the argument, you mm-hmm. know, mathematically, it seems unlikely there, that there would, that we would be alone in the universe right. as, as the sole intelligent beings of the universe right. or, or as the sole planet containing intelligence. Right. Uh, it still doesn't to me there's no evidence that there is another planet right and to me uh, a belief should probably be based on an evidence or on a on a, on on evidence uh so maybe uh just i don't know i what i'm not a philosopher i'm not a scientist so i'm not even a lexicographer so what the fuck am i getting hung up about i don't know <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, there's something that irks me about the concept of believing something uh, without sufficient evidence. Hmm. There's something that very much irks me about that. Hmm. So maybe being convinced of something is is enough. Maybe that's
3: enough to just of Con- uh, a different word. Convinced feels more strident,
2: though. Does it?
3: Yeah. No. To me, an established belief feels uh, feels like a done deal. No, belief is more open to my mind fucking language man yeah get your act together words (laughs) we don't know
2: what we don't even know what you mean i don't feel like
3: i've really committed to anything by by the statement that i made but it caught you really off guard sounded pretty committed to me well because if again like um like the the caller just uh garrett Uh just uh said when you when you look at sort of the probability of the whole thing it's Like, where do you, where do you put yourself on, on, on the position? Is there life in the universe? Yes or no. Right. And so that's the question. Other intelligent life in the universe. Yes or no. And so I have to say yes, even though there's no evidence because the question is not, is there evidence of life in the universe? But, but you don't have to say yes.
2: You can just say we don't know. But the question's yes or no. I I refuse to believe that. There is no question that's yes or no. The question is, is there life in the, in the universe? We don't know.
3: We don't know for we, because you're correct, there is no evidence. Right. And that's never what I said is that there's evidence. I understand it. that. I I'd... said it, if you pose that simple question, I think that it's a more tenable argument to say yes than no. Okay, because your side almost has to say no. My side Right, that there's no evidence. No evidence for something, so you choose not
2: to believe. I, I just, I feel like that's a false uh, narrative. We don't have to choose yes or no in that question. Right. I just think that that's weird. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> uh, Doug wrote into us and said, uh, Dear Frank and Dan, uh, Oh, uh, and I'm going to ri- remind our listeners that we, we did a story, you did a story, you brought mm-hmm. to us a story about uh, a bill that's going through that's to do that's with that's been proposed yes that's that's to do with um uh n- making it illegal to participate in a boycott of uh of Israel or of Israeli whatever something or other uh, yeah. Dear Frank and Dan, love your program, but you missed it big time on the bill, which was a tweak of the anti-Arab League boycott legislation that had been enforced for years without interfering with free speech rights, per a Washington Post article, which he sent a link to. Um, If anything, the legislation may infringe on a corporation's right to express itself through boycott participation. But to hold that that position, you would have to be in the Justice Scalia camp of finding individual rights applying to corporations. Also, Dan, I do not know that IPAC money spent on lobbying carries any greater weight than any other advocacy group, such as the Freedom from Religion Foundation or FLF, as you so hilariously, nope, hysterically, that's the word he used, mm. uh, refer to it. Um, the medical trope, the medical. Psh, I'm going to start that one over again. Okay. The medieval trope that the all-powerful Jews rule from behind the curtain is too, per- too pervasive to suggest that Israel advocacy has any unique weight without quantitative data to establish the point. I'm guessing you don't have that evidence, so perhaps you should retract your suggestion, along with Frank's hysterical overreaction to tweaking existing foreign involvement legislation. Doug was not the only person to write in mm-hmm. on this uh, point. Uh, there were a couple of other people. So uh, I went back and did a little bit more research on the subject. Not a lot, just a little bit, because believe me, this is some in-depth shit, mm-hmm. and uh, and you and I don't usually we're not qualified <laughs> to to wade into these weeds too far. And I hope our listeners understand
3: we're we're, we're not yeah. Well, like I said, <laughs> you know, if I'm going to. Def- defend what happened just slightly like i said i i was like that's a crazy story that seems really weird to me yeah i'm going to go see if i can find this someplace else found another reputable news source yeah. in my mind that had the exact same story so Well, and here's the deal what what did happen was well, the, not, and it wasn't the exact same story it was covered by a different journalist right, right. it wasn't a, a right just a repeat of it
2: right what happened was the aclu went nutty over it. Mm-hmm. And uh and that's what was reported. And we were abs- you were absolutely right that uh to to report that that the ACLU uh said that the proposed act was uh unconstitutional mm-hmm. and and abridged uh free speech. Right. Um I'm still unclear on what all this is. I mean, here's the thing. It, what it seems to be, it is a continuation of laws as as uh as our writer pointed out that are already in place, first adopted in nineteen seventy seven. This goes all the way back to then, um, when the Arab League was trying to boycott uh it was a bunch there was like a boycott uh Israel altogether. Right. Trying to sort of block them out of as much um international business as they could possibly could. Right. And the US uh I think now the sense that I get <clears throat> and I've not been able to find enough information to back this up but the f- sense that I get is that US companies were being heavily pressured by like Saudi companies and by these other companies that were very powerful companies mm-hmm. not to deal with Israel. Okay. And and they were under like there was there were going to be consequences to US companies from these Saudi companies if they dealt with Israel. Mm. So the US made a law that said you can't participate in a boycott called by a foreign com- country. Okay. Uh, in order to indemnify the U.S. companies from being able, from from backlash, so then the the U.S. company can say, "I'm sorry, I can't do it. Right. I can't participate in this boycott. It's against the law." Right. And then and then the Saudi company couldn't couldn't punish them in some way. Right. Or something like that, uh, and and yes, it's true that uh, corporations do not have free speech rights in the way that hum- uh, an individual person has free speech rights. Right. So that's interesting. I don't know all the ins and outs of it. Um, this would just so this was just an extension. This law that was that's been proposed is just an extension of existing laws that have been upheld multiple times, uh, and and the extension is to say that not only can these co- corporations not uh participate in boycotts called by foreign countries but also they can't participate in boycotts called by the UN which is a something that apparently is not happening ah but uh, they just wanted to make it clear it all seems very strange to me uh and I don't and I don't pretend to understand it all the ins and outs of it but it has but these laws have been on the books for you know forty years, and they do have uh, they have sort of been put through the ringer in terms mm-hmm. of uh in terms of checks and balances and seem to check out mm-hmm. um you know even if you have one one civil rights uh lawyer pointed out that uh it, there's a difference between having the right to say what you need to say and then having having the right to take whatever action you want to take. So they said that, you know, if a KKK member uh, uses constitutionally protected speech uh, to to make racially hateful comments, that's one thing. But if they publish a for sale notice that says that they will not sell their house to Jews or African Americans, they lose their constitutional protection in that environment because you're not allowed to, to do that. You're not allowed to only sell just to blank or blank. Right sort of thing. Okay. That's how that's the that's the comparison that they made. Again, I don't understand all of it. I will say this, I don't think that I ever made uh I I went back and listened to what I said. I don't think I ever made a con- uh, uh I never I I made I I did reference um I I mistakenly referenced uh uh Jewish lobbying, which is not what I had meant to talk about. What I had meant to talk about was I think that there's a weird pro-Israel thing that happens, especially among evangelical Christians in this country, and and, and it becomes a very powerful thing to say I'm pro-Israel for, for a, a U.S. politician to talk about being pro-Israel and to show their constituents that they are actively fighting for Israel, whether it makes sense or not. Right. And I think that that's what I was trying to get across, and I really did a piss poor job of talking about it because that's what really bothers me. I I got nothing against Israel as a country. Mm-hmm. Um and certainly not against any more against Jewish people than I do any other religion. I don't like I don't right. like religion in general, but uh but yeah, I do think that like there's this weird like Israel has this weird place in American politics that is not occupied by any other foreign country. And I think that that I think that it's strange and it's 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 disproportionately powerful because they stand in opposition to a bunch of Muslims. And Americans hate Muslims more than anybody. So (laughs) the friend of my of my, you know, the the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of ins and outs to it. But that's kind of where I was trying to go. And, yeah, I'm sure I stumbled and and was an idiot about it all. But anyway, uh, that's our what is that a retraction? What are we doing? Corrections. A correction. We'll correct ourselves, at least partially, on that stuff. Uh, so, thank you for writing in and calling for that, uh, Doug and others. Uh, do we have any? Uh- we have new
3: patrons on Patreon. We need to be thanked. We have people to promptly. thank. Promptly. Yeah. Uh, we have a new uh, faithful listener oh. by the name of Brian. Brian. Thank you, Brian. So and- faithful you are. We have a new uh, beatified <laughs> okay. listener. Good. Uh, Who's that? I think, therefore, I gam. Oh, it's a gamcast listener.
2: Ah. That's sweet of them. Well, I think uh, that you do think, <laughs>
3: gamcast listener. <laughs> um, so thank you very much. Thank and, you. of course, continuing as our lords and saviors co-james and james lords and saviors james and james uh it's
2: let me tell you something It we adore it it feels it's amazing that people are, are willing to yeah. uh to that the people are showing their appreciation in yes. this way really, uh, really amazing and, and we just w- want to say uh
3: we appreciate you guys so much yeah. our patrons yeah thank you and if you'd like to become one of the Faithful, venerable, beatified, so forth and so on. Uh, you, all you need to do is go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support tab and sign up on Patreon.
2: And we, will, and, and we will then appreciate you as much as we appreciate these others. In the name of the James and the James. Amen. Amen.
3: Dan. Yes, sir. Do we have to talk about the Mormons again? I have <laughs>
2: ancestors, goddammit. Uh there are people in uh who created people yeah. who created people yeah. who created a person who created me. Right.
3: And it and goes back and back and back and back and
2: back. And it goes back all the way to Adam
3: and Eve.
2: Yeah. Although I think um, that it's always funny when, when people say, you know, talk about Adam and Eve, because like there's this. There's that whole Noah bottleneck that happened too. Yeah, it goes through goes through Noah. Once we get to Noah, like we all have the same uh, ancestors going back after before that. Kind yeah, of.
3: that's yeah. You'd have to kind of. So there yeah. you go. It's it's a, it's a little bit of a mix, but it just kind of balloons out and goes right back up. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anywho, yeah, um, it's lovely. Makes, I don't makes I, genealogy a little bit easier. I don't believe in any of that stuff, but what I do
3: believe is that Mormons love genealogy. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> they need a new word. Love <laughs> does not uh does not uh is so not strong enough of a word. Well, you said before, it's pretty close to worship. Yeah. It's like it's fed they they complete it's a complete fetish fetish fetishization of the whole thing. Of of ancestors. Of ancestors. Here's how deep this shit
2: goes. hmm in the world there's probably no more powerful archive of genealogical data than that contained in the uh, within the church records yeah the, of the, the the records of the LDS church to the point where ancestry.com which is not a mormon owned business no but it started here uh, they started here because they needed to start here because this is where the data is yeah and they made a deal with the lds church so that they could have access to their data which was that then they they provided access to every mormon mm-hmm. they get a free ancestry.com account oh my god every single mormon does that's worth a that is they're expensive. They are. I wonder how expensive. They're not cheap. No, they're, they're they are certainly not cheap. Uh, you can go to downtown Salt Lake City. Yeah, the LDS uh uh family history library, whatever yeah, it is. You nailed it. Yeah. Uh, I was actually told this yesterday. Yesterday, I took some friends uh, through the Temple Square. We went uh-huh. to Temple Square. We visited. We, uh, I gave them the, my tour of of temple square oh yeah uh and but we went also to a place where you you have to be you have to have a chaperone Uh some some nice old mormon person right guides you uh walks with you and and tells you things makes sure you don't and this guy up the place right this guy was uh very sweet a little little man uh who told us who excitedly told us you know if you go to the family history library They'll give you an iPad and you take your picture and uh and they'll tell you where your family's from and who what famous people you're related to and blah 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 and I was mm-hmm. like like the picture thing actually felt a little creepy to me yeah. like oh shit like they're they're saving it. They, yeah, that's that that pops up in somebody else's search or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but it is interesting. They have done a lot of the work and for for very very free. They will let you wander on in, <laughs> and they'll tell you a lot about who you are. You know the, they may I don't know if you're from Uzbekistan and you've, you're from, none of your family's ever made it to the U.S. They may not know much, but they know a lot,
3: right? Uh, well, This is really important in their theology. They they need to connect all the generations together. In one continuous chain, and why is that, Frank? Being sealed together, so that you can go and be with your loved ones in the afterlife. Here's the thing: nominally, that's what they say. Part of
2: it is everybody's got to be a Mormon, or everybody's got to have had the opportunity to be a Mormon. Uh, and we're not just talking about going forward in time; backward, we're going backward in time. Yeah. So all of these people who died, uh, you may or may not have known this. We've talked about this a little bit on the show. Uh, Everybody who dies in the whole world, everyone who's ever lived, everyone who will ever live, um, goes to the afterlife. And there, the only way to get to super heaven, because there's like, okay, heaven. And then there's like, pretty fucking cool heaven. Yeah. And then there's Super Heaven. Right. And in Super Heaven there's Mega Heaven. So like really right. that's what you
3: want. <laughs> right. Is Mega it's the Heaven. VIP VIP room. Right. Like it's just like it is it boy. is swank. Yeah. Uh, it's so cool. Really, really nice. Uh and you and everybody deserves the opportunity mm-hmm. to get there. Oh yeah. Uh, and the, but the only way you have a chance of getting there is to accept Mormonism. Is to accept... But wait, Mormonism came around in the 1800s, Dan.
2: There were probably hundreds of people born before that. <laughs> well, then this will be easy. <laughs> right. Nope. <laughs> uh, they, The Mormons believe that they have to... Like, the only way... The, there's only one way to get to super heaven and then mega heaven within super heaven, and that's to have been uh uh endowed mm. in the temple yes and as you I have my endowment yeah and then you threw it away I threw it away you got were, rid of it cuz you like penis instead of st- vagina dumped all over it <laughs> so anyway uh the all these people who never had access to these to the temple to the mm. mormon temple yeah just die and what go to shitty heaven no the Mormons will do temple work for everybody. This is their goal. This is their stated thing. Yeah. They are required by their beliefs mm-hmm. to do it for everyone who has ever existed.
3: Ever. Well, Dan, <laughs> what about all the people that there's no like birth or death records for? Uh p- uh, uh shut seems up. Like, <laughs> that seems like uh Most ev- everywhere before a certain number of thousands of years ago. Right. And uh, still in certain places today. Jesus will fix it. Jesus will fix it someday. Well that's what the millennium is for. The millennium, when ladies the earth, and gentlemen. When the earth shall be as an ermine and thummon. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, so there will be a thousand years of of doing work. A uh, whole uh, bunch of poor sacks on Earth. Well, their whole job the will whole, just be... The whole point of the millennium is just to do genealogy. Work. Just to do genealogy, just and figure then, out all the people who have ever lived, Yeah, and then do boring, boring, boring temple work for them so that they can choose...
3: In the afterlife, whether or not they accept it for themselves. Right. After Jesus has shown up and taken over things. Oh, my God. It's the one... In, like, this never made sense to me. No. It's the one... It's it's this, you know, godocracy at this point. Yes. Right. He just rules everything. Right. And you're sitting there in the afterlife, and your work just got done for you. And it's like, well, I have to choose whether to accept this or not. <laughs> Um, so so if so by the way if I get to accept either the state of things as they are or say no 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 it that's not going to work for me right and then be cast out
2: basically the theory is Jesus kind of pokes his head in your face and says hey do you accept me uh, as existing and you say yes or no yeah that's sort of how it's presented
3: anyway it's all a bunch it's very very silly. I remember thinking, why the fuck was I born Mormon? Right. It's a... This is awful. This is a curse. It is a curse. Like, why couldn't I have been one of the people, like, a couple thousand years ago or a couple hundred years ago? Yeah. And then, like, the work... I could have just done whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. The work was done for me, and now I'm okay. But now I'm some stupid Mormon kid. Right. Genghis Khan could have killed and raped
2: everybody in the world. Yeah. But he wasn't offered Mormonism as an option, right? So now he in is in heaven, uh, or, or in in sort of the waiting room, heaven's right. waiting room, and somebody has done his temple work for him, and now all
3: he has to do is look around, read the writing on the wall, and go, yeah. "Oh yeah, I accept that." How would that go, Dan? I baptize you, Dan Beecher, in for, for in the name of Genghis Khan. It's <laughs> already happened. That? It's already happened,
2: my friend. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They no. got all the big famous ones. <laughs> uh, Let me tell you something.
3: Before... Before so, and in behalf of... So now... Adolf Hitler.
2: Yeah. I know. It's happened. I know. Uh, because... Ugh. They did... Be, because there was... Now, there's a very strict edict that you you... Basically, you only get baptized for your own ancestors. Right. That wasn't always in place. So, right. like, all the famous people... Oh yeah. Somebody's been baptized for them. All the founding fathers, their work have been done. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's done. But everybody. Everybody. Um it stopped kind of when Jews were like uh you need to not do this for Holocaust survivors or Holocaust uh victims. Right. You need to not you need to really just
3: stop. Right. Which is funny because but there was they found this great the Germans were good at records. Yeah. And so, like that's they have Mormons, names. Mormons love records, right, because then they can go desecrate your dead, <laughs> right well, it desecrate. <laughs> let me tell
2: you something if you're if any Jews are listening, it doesn't really do anything, right. You can let them do it. it won't hurt anything. It just yeah. feels weird. that's yeah. all anyway uh so so now, so these Mormon people are obsessed with their Ancestors, yeah, and let me tell. And and as you and I were talking about, you'll hear a little bit about Jesus uh, in Mormon Church. Mm -hmm. His name gets dropped a lot, but guess who you'll hear more about? The Mormon pioneers. Oh yeah, these these brave souls. And let me tell you something. If somebody is from one of these families, Cannon, yeah, Smith, Young, yeah, they're from one of those Pratt. Boy,
3: you're from one of those families. You do not shut up. Well, people also won't stop asking you either. Right, right. Like you have no choice. Well, you, you are sort of, a, you know, Mormon history royalty. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. It's that's that's your lot in life, Dan.
2: Yeah, you. <laughs> it's. It reminds me of of. Uh, do you remember in? Um, oh, uh, uh, waiting for Guffman. When there's there's one lady who talks about being a direct descendant of, of the guy who founded their town, Blaine, right, whatever right. his
3: name is, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and she's like, you know, it's a responsibility to be <laughs> a direct descendant of Blaine Fabin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I certainly know what the
3: Kennedys feel like. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got that here too. Yeah. Well, but I, I we've talked about this a bit i don't know that we've really like have we made our case of ancestor worship no go why don't you why don't you uh press that a little bit i don't have a
2: case <laughs> we just <don't>... <laughs>
3: no. <laughs> no.
2: you better back that shit up
3: oh man. my god no um i think where my mind sort of was um it was the resources that are thrown at this and it was exactly what you were just talking about which is the you know this one it, what made me really start thinking about this was the the days of 47 celebration right which is a which which is uh the, a
2: statewide celebration here in here in Utah of the arrival of the first mormon pioneers
3: in in 1847 yeah exactly and and it it made me start thinking about how much as a as a as a non uton as a kid with absolutely no connection to any of these pioneers, right? How much I was told all of their stories over and over and over and over again mm. as a child, mm. right? And that that seemed really strange. Like, at the, mo- at the time, it didn't seem all that strange. Uh, that's just the church I grew up in. But instead of reading the Bible... Or even the Book of Mormon, for that matter, right? And just studying, like the and, and learning about Jesus, right? Sure. Uh, we spent all of this time in church telling the stories of the pioneers over and over and over, and I was like, you know, is this is more of a pioneer cult or an? an-. And I'm like, oh wait, no, 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 it's like an ancestor cult. Yeah. It's it's this it's this religion or this church rather that's that's obsessed with this one time in their history and they, they completely fetishize. I've used that word so many times now in this episode. I'm just obsessed with the word fetish. I'm, you have, I a f- have a fetish for the word fetish. Right. Um, but they, they, they keep, they, yeah, they, they've, they've taken this history and they just obsess and obsess and obsess and obsess about it. Unlike most other, you know, groups, right histories right like we have our sort of foundational stories of the united states right like we have all the stories. and if you're descended stories. from someone who came to the us
2: on the mayflower yeah chances are you know yes because that's been passed down yes. uh through your family lore yes or if you're descended you know if you're a descendant of thomas jefferson sure chances right. are you're aware of this fact
3: right and so it, that exists in sort of you know that whole world but i don't know of many other like you know you know the baptists aren't going nuts over you know what was his name john calvin or whatever <laughs> right. right like they like like they, they don't obsess about their founding in right. the same way right like at all they're focused on the theology what what was distinct about the the the, the founding principles of this sect and wh- how are we different because of that but it's all theology 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 and mormons aren't there no. mormons are in this obsessive state about their their history
2: well so much of what makes a mormon a mormon it's 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 funny because mormonisms in this weird spot mm-hmm. where they're both trying to become like prove they're trying to prove at the same time that they are part of Mainstream Christianity. Don't worry about us. We're just Christians, right? Just like you. We got a, a few different things. We're basically just Christians, right? At the same time, they love all the things that make them different, right? And they love like like this is why they glom onto you know the we don't drink alcohol and we don't drink coffee thing yeah. because it's different and they like to feel different. They like to feel their own difference. Yeah. So, one of the things that makes them most different is this this history that they have of, you know, persecution in right. the eastern United States and then making the long trek to the western United States and stuff. Right. It's
3: a very... I mean, it's nice that they know their history, mm, I guess. Yeah. Right? But it seems more nice if you're a descendant of it. Yeah uh, and since the church is really run by descendants of those people <laughs> the church continues to obsess about this these th- all this lore that surrounds which is so these funny people. because
2: yeah they love to baptize new people into their church but like then there's like this whole thing of like yeah but you're not one of one of the original ones you're not descended yeah. from somebody cool like I am yeah i <laughs> my great great grandmother was one of 20 wives of so-and-so yeah and that's have, the other thing do you is, have
3: any of that stuff
2: oh i mean like there's some polygamy in my in in my fairly recent right uh family but like
3: nobody important you don't have any of the names no mm. none, none of the uh but that's good enough for a lot of people yeah, that, like, yeah exactly. but, but dan you could move like if you were an active mormon and with mm. just those those really nominal connections right, right? Yeah, they really were pioneers, but they weren't anybody famous, right? You could, if you moved to anywhere in the Midwest, I went to a little ward in the Midwest, you could really parlay that into something. I could make some hay out of it. Yeah. And if I've done my research, and this is
2: what the Mormons love to do, mm-hmm. if I knew which hand cart wagon train oh, yeah. they came across the plains in, Yeah. Then I can say who they came across with. They were part oh, of this yeah. party. Yeah. They were did they did this and that, and they helped settle this part of Utah. Right, and like that's how I glom onto it. Right, you know what? You know that's my in right. to uh, to to like Mormon celebrity. Right, well, I'm Pioneer stock. I am from you know. Pioneer stock, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, pff, who are you from? <laughs> You're from nobody.
3: <laughs> bunch of germans or whatever yeah a bunch of germans in oakland california yeah
2: that's... nothing my people yeah came across the plains at the behest of god
3: i yeah i uh descend from brewers and butchers yeah that's better quite literally i kind of want and a, and a, and a, a man who is absolutely obsessed with duck hunting apparently <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i've never i've there's like portraits of him like portrait photography right? uh-huh. of him uh where he doesn't have a gun but the rest of it here's this big old german guy with a big old gun and duck somewhere there's always a duck's there's always dead ducks dead ducks <laughs> well there you go i it's i guess
2: you know the the truth is that every everybody everybody's got to get a gimmick you know, yeah, and uh, and the Mormons have a unique one, uh, have several unique ones. You know, we didn't even get into the theology of like eternal families and
3: all of that sort of thing. That's we should have spent some time there.
2: Which is funny because like they have this whole thing about like yes, I mean that's the other element of this that's so important is that we need to know who our family was because they'll who'll be greeting us in the forever after,
3: Ugh. <laughs> in in the final. I want to go make some new friends, people. Like, why I do I know. want to be stuck to, like, all y'all? I want... Yeah. Like, like you don't choose who your family is. Yeah. You, you could be
2: descended from an infinite line of pricks. And then it's just like, yeah. you get to be with them for forever? Hell no!
3: I know. Ugh. That's, That's awful.
2: It's just a nightmare. It's a, The whole concept is a nightmare.
3: I know. But think of the stories. That, we, that we'll be told. I don't... How do you know that... Yeah. How do you know that you would like your ancestors? They could be really... But you could be... But that I guarantee you somewhere in the mix, someone murdered someone. Oh, yeah. Some one, one of your ancestors was a murderer. Not killed somebody like they went off to war or something, but like, was a fucking douchebag, beat his wife... And murdered somebody. And murdered somebody. Yeah. That happened. Guaranteed that happened. But multiple 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 times so that's, yep. the, these that's are the people you're hanging out with you're
2: really focusing on negative stuff frank the positive is you can be with that person forever <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Hooray>! <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh lordy jesus all right kids well i mean i don't know did your religion have what's special about the religion that fucked you up ladies and gentlemen write to us tell us what belief you guys had that, that was uh, uh, something atrocious something that, that they glommed on
3: uh, you can write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or you can call and leave us a voicemail message the telephone number is 424-666-8442
2: yeah go to the Facebook page facebook.com slash
3: TGI Atheist and click that like button and while on Facebook search for the TGIA members only lounge and request to join it's a closed group but we'll let you in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Facebook, thanks so much to Mackenzie for, uh, for, for taking care of our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And thanks to uh, Danny, Sarah, and Amy for their fine work. As mods on the,
3: in the members only lounge. And thanks, of course, uh, goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. Yes,
2: and thanks again to all of our patrons on patreon.com. Uh, we sure do uh, appreciate all of your fine, uh, your, your kind and generous patronage. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in.
3: Bye!